Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Was it a prawn or was it a weenus? What was it? Or a baby? It what was, was a it? baby wrapped in a blanket. Looks like a weenus. It did not. You're a pervert. <laughs> you see what you want to see. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the final episode of Bake Off Undressed. I'm, I'm holding back the tears. It's been an emotional journey, the 10 weeks that we have been here. My name is Matt, a.k.a. Topless Baker, the man that cooks on the internet in just an apron, although I'm clothed a lot of the time, just sometimes without top on. I am a podcaster, an Instagrammer, a YouTuber, and I teach people about baking and decorating and just getting into cooking. But I'm not going to talk a lot about myself this week, because if you've listened to the podcast, which I, I hope you have, guys, you will know that from the very beginning, I have been fangirling Dan Beasley Harling, who was a contestant on this year's episode. And I've been slipping into Dan's Twitter DMs a couple of weeks ago saying, hey, Dan, how do you feel about maybe coming on the podcast? And we tried to get Dan on and he wasn't allowed. And that was fine. We understood that. But blimmin' look who sat next to me. It's only Dan Beasley Harling. I, I keep saying it wrong. Beasling Harling. Beasley Harling. Beasley You were oh, right Jesus. the first time. You shouldn't have second-guessed it's yourself. Such a, it's just a great name. It's a great double barrel name. Welcome, Dan. I do confuse many people with it. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much for joining us. No, I'm genuinely really excited to be here. I've actually been watching your videos on YouTube for a couple of years now, so I was excited that you were excited about who I was. So yeah, it's really, really happy to be here. I said, when you DM me, I was screenshotted and sent it to Katie. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, look who wants to come on the podcast, literally. We've uh, been talking about you every single, I think every week you get a mention. Yeah, you have been talking about me. I think that's probably why I like your podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> we slate everyone else for actually really, really nice about you. Because you were absolutely brilliant. Your precision, your technicality, your ideas, your flavours, your humbleness, your approach I'm on very camera. Humble, it has been said. Yeah. It has been said. And we bloody loved you here. <laughs> so today, sadly you were not in the final, but today no. was the final of the Great British Bake Off. And there were lots of thoughts running around. If you guys want to join in, hashtag Bake Off Undressed. It's the, it's the end of the life for this hashtag, guys. I'm not going to say it much more, but Bake Off Undressed joining the conversation, send us some tweets. And we're going to do a little recap on what we just watched. But mm. you, so you kind of knew what had happened. You hadn't seen the full episode, but you would you were at the final. We saw you yeah. on the TV. We, I, we did a whoop whoop. We don't get any preview of, of the episodes. We don't get to see them before they air. So, um, but I've had the headlines of the headline news from the other bakers. But um, They've got a WhatsApp group, guys. Yeah. Just FYI. What's it called? Uh, it's called Baking Chatter. It just got Ooh. set up by got you. set up by uh, someone over at uh, Bake Off. They did it for us. So, what's the profile pic? Uh, I don't know. That, I don't think there is one actually. There is no profile pic. No, God, you guys need to update that. We have um, splinter groups that have their own profile oh, pictures. Oh, you've got secret <laughs> Bake Off groups. I won't ask you who's in whose group because then we might cause some rifts. So, segment one, first challenge of the week. 
I was a little bit underwhelmed by this. I had to make 12 donuts. 12 yeah. donuts. So we had a few different flavors going on. We had lemon from Kim Joy. I mean, I don't even, to be honest, I don't even remember the flavors. Like I just wasn't that enamored by the first segment. I was too busy chatting to you, Matt. I was well, a- Dan, <laughs> you guys, Dan was dishing out the goss from the get-go. He was like, we can't speak about this on the podcast. We can't speak about this, but so much goss. So we weren't really concentrating on the first segment, but 12 ice donuts. Uh, let's start with Rahul's. He covered his in buttercream roses, which we I screamed at the TV, felt really une- uneasy about that. It's not what I would have done. <laughs> uh, I, I think with a donut, you've got to bear in mind that someone's actually going to be eating this thing. And I'm not sure if you would really want a big lumpy sort of three de- three-dimensional decoration on the top. But it looked very pretty. I mean, it looked... The colours, the design... Um, was pretty as a presentation of the 12 donuts. But um, yeah, it's not what I would have done. I probably would have done something more like what Ruby did, honestly. See, I'm going to rude this. I thought Rahul's buttercream was grainy. It looked didn't look very smooth. And it, I like the, the idea, the concept, love it. Execution, poor. I, I, I just feel like I have to be a bit cautious about what I say on okay, here. Okay, all right. That's all right. Well, we, you, can, you can bite your tongue. So you liked Ruby. She, what I loved about her, she I did like, like a rainbow icing. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was really, really impressed with. Really liked that. I don't know how she did it. I spotted her piping out some colours, but yeah, that was, I was, in, I was impressed by that. That was a good look. So I, there was, yeah. those were super cute. Yeah. And then Kim, Joy Kim had Joy's, the, well, I think bees again. Oh, was it little the bees? bees? And then she put bzzz on the side. Did she? she oh, looked, I didn't yeah, see she, that. She hand wrote, and I guess like royal icing or whatever, she put bzzz on the side of them. So yeah. she had an orange was that no hers one of hers is lemon literally can't remember the flavors guys how bad of this no. we were just too engrossed in the we gossip were, we were chatting but, but i did I, write I, some stuff down so we had okay rubies didn't do very well yeah one i think she was missing some filling there was one in particular that was missing filling and yes. it looked almost like a wholemeal loaf inside I, I <laughs> we said it looked like was. a spelt donut yeah it was i don't know what was going on there and they but. weren't frying them at the right temperatures so they were unevenly cooked and so that was that was an issue, and she actually for some I don't know how she on the final she forgot to fill some of the donuts. You do a lot of stupid things when you're under pressure. Like it's, oh, we will forgive anyone for making a mistake like that. Okay, what was your biggest screw up under pressure on the show? This year? I think that's fairly obvious, really. Uh, I think the entirety of week six was. Uh, We're going to come on to that because yeah, yeah. I we really want to cover. We that. can come back to week. We're going to cover week six when Dan left, <laughs> sadly. And then um, Rahul had one good one, which was the mango one, filled with like a mango bomb, which Paul really loved. Anyways, the, I, the, I genuinely wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I'm just, so sorry. It just wasn't great. The I wasn't segment. doing a good But then job. segment two, it kicked off. Are we talking about... We're talking about... Okay, so the, the bakers had to go outside mm-hmm. to bake pita breads with yeah. three different dips. Yeah. What on earth? Barbecue gate. Yeah, I heard, obviously I knew that this had happened. Oh. Um, yeah. So what was the first text you received about it? Like, guys, oh my God, we just... Or you, you, you knew No, when advance. we rocked up at the final and <sighs> they sort of said, oh, they had to cook outside. What was you know, your immediate reaction? I just, my immediate reaction was just like, well, that's not really bacon, is it? <laughs> Like, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously it made, I think it made good television. I think as a spectacle, it was, it was good, but I, yeah, I, I don't think it was, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. But then as you know, I've not loved a few of the challenges. People were just really upset because it wasn't, it was, you know, it's the Bake Off final and they just really royally screwed there them over. There was no I baking thought. going on Like there. you had to be a barbecue, Mark, you had to be like DJ it, barbecue slash Bear Grylls. It is a different set of skills. 
Like my husband does the barbecuing because he's better at it. Like I don't touch that thing. I would have been screwed yeah. if, if we were outside. And Rahul at one point was like, can somebody help me? Sandy was like, we, we really can't. This is a final. <laughs> but he just didn't know how to light his coals. I wouldn't know how to light coals. I've no. got a gas barbecue because I don't know how to light coals. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's easier. So they had to basically make six pita breads with three different dips. They had to like roast red peppers and onions and chilies and make baba ganoush. And- See, the, I think that would have... I could have made pita breads in an oven, but yeah, on a hot stone, I mean, what? Because the commentary said they have to get to the slate to the right temperature. It's like, what? Do they have how a digital thermometer? How would you know? Ruby touched it at one point with her hand. I was like, Ruby, <laughs> that is probably, the, she mentioned burning herself. I was like, that is probably the worst idea, just touching yeah. a hot slate. So Ruby came last. Oh, did she? Yeah. She, <laughs> Dan just, Dan was here. He did actually I don't, watch it. I did movie. watch it, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Ruby came last. Rahul second, but just that was more because he made really good dips, but his pita breads weren't as good. And then Kim yeah. Joy first. It was though it was kind of like a leveling playoff. It didn't seem field. like there was much in it, to be honest. Am I misremembering this? They didn't seem that wildly different in quality. Uh, uh, they, to be honest, they looked a lot worse on camera. But then when they presented, they then they looked quite good, and I almost thought they'd sort them out because some <laughs> of them were like burnt and on fire, and I they think looked Kim totally Joy, fine. Uh, reused some she of her really dough, didn't them. she? Yeah. So but yeah, maybe. I would have really struggled with that. People on Twitter were not happy it's, about that. I think that baking is a very specific thing and that wasn't baking in my opinion. So I, if I was there and I do like to complain, I probably would have complained about that because I mean... Could you have said something to a producer? Like, no. This yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky to be a Bake Off contestant and you do what you're told. Like you don't, you know, you can allow an opinion, but nobody cares what it is. No, you just have to get yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I just would have been... And I think the thing is, I've, I've said this on the podcast a few times, is the last few weeks, they've just been giving them unnecessary difficult challenges. And I feel like the other... Bake Off series is they've been getting so much better as you go along like Steven, Nadia like they just progress so much and these weeks they're just screwing them over with baking outside like uh, Bear grills. Yeah I don't know it's I know what you mean in, in previous series when you've seen contestants sort of grow and get better and this like I've sort of recoined this it's the great British nervous breakdown off like it's <laughs> it's, it's basically who can hold it together you the know, longest. As long, the longest. That's sort of who ended. You know, who ended up doing really well. Best at giving them medicine. So <laughs> hold on. I mean, it, yeah, you, you said it. You made a very good point. So that was a bit of a disaster. And then the final segment, another really odd one: a landscape dessert. So to make yeah. a bis- three bakes, a biscuit, a cake, and there was another third bake yeah, but I, somewhere. I saw the brief for that and I started doing some work on it. Oh yeah. So that, to explain this, because I didn't realize this, you get given the brief in week one for all the weeks um you get the brief quite a bit in advance you don't really i mean you've got a lot of work to do so it's not like you can prepare all of the work before you start the whole thing but it's you have so you have an idea you have ideas about like what you will do in subsequent weeks but the thing you have to bear in mind is especially if you don't live close by you're arriving on a Friday, you're going home on a Monday and then traveling back again on the Friday. So you've only got sort of three full days at home to work on this stuff. You know, it's not, it's not like you have all the time in the world to do it. Um, but yeah, the brief was, a, the week 10 was very short. I remember like looking at what you had to do in the time and just thinking this is not enough time. And uh, yeah, I'm surprised that they got things to look as good as they did, but I can't help but think maybe they should have just given them like one more hour and then, 
you know, maybe you wouldn't have got the drama of everyone panicking, but maybe things would have looked more finished. We had a few, one of the things that happened was Rahul's, he had a jar that was obviously next to some heat or he put something hot in it. I think he put something hot in it. His glass jar, like a mason jar, exploded 15 minutes into the bake. Glass everywhere. And he had to throw away everything and start again. And then they gave him extra time. Controversial. How do you feel about him getting given extra time, given that it was his fault he put something hot into a glass jar? Uh, Mixed. Because, (laughs) um, so... I've had it in the tent where you, you know, you mess up and you have to start again. And it's not just the fact that you have to start again. It's the fact that the, uh, you know, the home, the food producers have to sort of get you all new equipment and new ingredients. And that doesn't happen instantaneously. It takes them sort of five, 10 minutes to sort all that out. So I think he should have definitely got that time back. So if it took them 15 minutes to clear everything up so that he could start working again, then that seems kind of fair. I get that. But I mean, also, he did put the hot thing in the jar. That was kind of his fault. Yeah. So it's a bit of glass. Like poor Holly was not going to die. Just like take a little... I think that can be quite serious if you eat broken glass. I feel like it's just a tiny bit. I don't suck it up. (laughs) It's a little. You could say it's honeycomb or caramel, it's burnt caramel. Yeah, but you know. he wouldn't. He wouldn't Ice know. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't know exactly. Yeah. So that was that was that, and then we had. So we had. He made a chocolate cake. He made a jacon sponge. Ruby made like a mound. It was kind of like a hemisphere cake, and then she made shoe buns. I think Raúl told me at the final that he did the gato sonore as the base. Did he? I think that's what he told me. I don't remember seeing that in the program. I think he told me that. That is a difficult thing that to is bake. Tr- that is Trixie. Yeah. yeah. Trixie. <laughs> and then Kim Joy, she made like the Atlantis. Yeah. I love Kim, Kim Great Joy's art, art style. Like she's just, everything is beautiful. It's cute. And it's, and this is why after I left and after John left, obviously, uh, Kim Joy was my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> so you were your number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought Kim Joy has, has something that I don't have. She has this really interesting art style. And I always love the, the showstoppers that she does. She's always, she's always had an artistically strong showstopper. You always. were pretty stunned by her isomalt corals. That was, yeah, she knew a lot of fun techniques. I thought it was... Um, I, I feel like the judges criticised her because they said it wasn't... Two gingers she had. Uh, yeah, that was the, not in a, yeah, a bit more contrast in the flavours. But I think they said it wasn't as impressive as the other two. But I thought that the different techniques that she used as, you know, the culmination of all the different techniques was really impressive. I thought that was, I thought it was a really strong look. And sometimes you need to go, it's, you don't need to go max, you know, everything set to 11, do you? It's. I think again, though, they they just came out a bit messy. Like almost like you said, they needed another hour. It's almost like you're under pressure, isn't it, Matt? I want, I just wanted that (laughs) final show stop. I wanted the final cake of the final episode to be amazing. I want it to be clean, professional. And it was again, like Rahul blowing up piping bags. He was covered in buttercream. Do you remember years ago when I think Ruby Tan, I think it was Ruby Tando was on the year Francis one and everyone was really disappointed with the wedding cakes that they made. I feel like it, because they sort of said you should have just given them more time and then they'd have been more polished. And I sort of, I do feel that not one of those looked amazing. No. Not, there wasn't one that you were like, that's incredible. Not even and one I element of them that stood out. But I don't think that's the baker's fault. I think it's the the brief and the amount of time that you've got yeah. to do it is, it's, 
it might not make as good television, <laughs> but like, I feel like if you gave them more time, you get more impressive. I mean, obviously you get more impressive results. Yeah. I guess I look at it from a different perspective from like a generic viewer. Cause I am thinking I want something professional and clean and amazing looking. Yeah. You're really judgmental. We yeah. Really yeah. Judgmental. <laughs> I, we need, I need to ask you about like what you think is the worst moment we've discussed about somebody on the podcast. Cause you've listened. Is there any moments you've been like, Oh, you really shouldn't have said that Matt. How dare you say that about no, me? No, well, it did slightly annoy me. Oh, oh um, no, 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 no. Just when you were talking about why aren't these bakers crumb coating their oh. cakes? And you, because there's no time. There's no time to crumb coat it and let it chill down for 20 minutes. There's no time for that. But my rebuttal to that is that you did crumb coat and edge your cake very nicely and everyone else didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so there is time because, okay, Bryony didn't do it, Ruby didn't do it, but yours was perfect. Uh, so if you got the time to do it um, okay yeah, yeah, but, but I've made a lot of cakes and I've done a lot of buttercream you know yeah not everyone has the same skills like John had ne- doesn't didn't really make cakes before he went into the tent and his cakes are great but actually you know it, it, he had to learn all that yeah okay fair enough I'll let, I'll let them off there that was just my <laughs> cake issues so moving on to the winner, the winner of this year, 2018, Great British Bake of Season 9, mm-hmm. was Rahul. It was. How did you feel about that? Um, did you think you deserved it from the performance put in this week? Uh, I would say over the course of the show, Rahul was consistently very, very strong. So I think he was going into the final, even though they had sort of two star bakers each, I think, and even though Ruby had some momentum, I feel like everyone still thought that Rahul was the favourite to win it. Um, so I wasn't surprised, but I genuinely didn't think that any, any of them stood out in a big way from the other two. Mm-hmm. It so. could have gone either way. I, I mean, I make no secret of it. I said it on the show, so it doesn't matter. I want, I wanted Kim Joy to win. Yeah. I wanted Kim Joy I to was, win. I was feeling Kim Joy. I wanted to, so how yeah. was that? Cause you were there live at the final. If you did watch the episode guys, you would have seen Dan's beautiful face on the TV. We, we cheered when you came on the TV actually. It was we my favorite about moment. Yeah. We were fangirling big time there. <laughs> and then what was it like? What was the atmosphere like? What was the scenario like when they were announcing the winner? Um, I, I was really just seething in my own bitterness to be honest <laughs> and not being there um you should have been there i know i know it was a terrible oversight but i did i well i did screw up we say this is all fair enough we'll, we'll come to that we've got that's um, some of my question but yeah no it was um yeah i mean yeah i don't know <laughs> you just weren't concentrated because you weren't I, saw, the winner. I sort of checked out by that point that's i was fun. like no one cares about this show anymore <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, uh, no, I wanted, uh, to be honest, like either any of them would have been a worthy winner, you know, like they, they yeah. all, everybody who set foot in that tent, you know, from sort of Imelda, Luke, Anthony at the beginning, everybody who set the foot in that tent did a huge amount of work and whether or not you liked everything they did, um, you know, you have to respect the work that they put in to do just to be there in the first place to do the recipe development. So, you know, it's, it's, getting the result that you would ideally like is the icing on the cake. But I think, I don't think you could point to any of them and say they didn't deserve it. Great segue into the next segment because the first segment of the show, Dan, is the icing on the cake and your oh. soggy bottom moment. Oh, you just, you just made it so natural for me. <laughs> so the icing on the cake, I want to take your best moment of this week's episode and your soggy bottom, which is... Your least favourite moment. So hit me, you're asking on the cake, what was your favourite 
part? Um, my favourite part was um, probably seeing myself back on television. <laughs> I think that was the best bit. Um, I don't know. What was the best bit? Um, I don't know. The, to be honest, I like the, the donuts. The, the look of the donuts was, of Kim Joy's donuts was probably my favourite thing. You know what? I was thinking, I was actually going to say the same thing. Like the, her piping on the donuts yeah, was probably my favourite moment. Which I guess kind of goes to say how we felt about the final episode of the thing. That like there wasn't... There wasn't so much going on that there were so many amazing moments to pick yeah. from. Yeah, I just, I genuinely just wish that the showstoppers had been more spectacular. Yeah. And I just think they should have, I I think they should have just given them more time. If I was remaking the world, I would have given them more time. There we go. Love Productions. <laughs> I don't think they listen to anything I say. No. I don't <laughs> Soggy Bottoms, your least favourite moment of this week's uh, episode. Least favorite moment would be the pit of bread outside cooking on a hot stone. I'm just like that's not baking. Well, I just think if I was there, I'm and I do get angry about things. I'd be like, this isn't baking. This isn't what the what we signed up to do. This yeah, is would have a different felt unjust skill. if you'd gone home as a result of that challenge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'd have yeah. been annoyed if yeah. I would sort of come bottom in that and then nailed the other two and ended up not winning. I'd I'd have been pretty salty about it. Yeah, yeah. salty. <laughs> I would have been salty too. See my. Soggy bottom moment. I think I was I was soggy that Rahul won. Wait. I don't think I just oh I just I think Kim Joy should have won. Just I don't know. Just had a better feeling about her. I I didn't like the fact Rahul got extra time. I didn't think he necessarily deserved that. Fair enough. Your point about extra time for getting the equipment ready, but I just I question whether all of his stuff tasted amazing. I don't know why. I just have. I did you try any of his bakes? Yeah. I tried several of his bakes and they were all good. All of his bakes were, you know, all the ones I tried that the judges said were good, they were good, you know. But sometimes when they're like, this tastes amazing, I'm like, it's supposed to taste amazing. That's the baseline. It should taste good to start with. And then it should be about, does it like look good? Did you use it? Use an interesting technique. To be honest, tasting good should be the baseline. I don't think we should be like this. Do you you know what I mean? I feel I feel that, yeah. (laughs) Because it's a cooking show. Now, I you don't have to necessarily name names here, but was there anyone that made anything that on TV they said tasted good and you tried it and was like, well, actually, that was a pile of poop? Um... No. Or any of yours. I mean, to be honest. Any of the yours that you got away with that maybe didn't taste great. Uh... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No. Nothing? No, yours was, are all uh, great. All, all mine were great. Okay, good. You know, to be honest, flavor was... I usually got the flavor right, apart from a couple of wobbles that didn't go well. But like... um. 
like my tray bake that I got the first handshake for, I was like, uh, I was surprised that uh, that I got a handshake because I didn't think it was that great, to be honest. Can and you have a little nibble? Like, did you know it was... Oh, I was fiddling with it. My little chocolate decorations, I was fiddling with them because they weren't quite upright and I snapped one of them off and I thought, <gasps> oh God, it was actually looked basically perfect. And then I just snapped one of them off. Oh. So I was like, yeah, they cut that one out of shot. <laughs> Creative editing. Now we've been dancing around the subject. Right. But we're now going to dance right into it. Yeah. What on earth happened, Dan? What what happened on Pastry Week? Uh, what happened? Why'd you go home? Uh, Why did you spray paint a fish silver? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, talk me through many it. questions. Okay, talk me through the three, you know, I mean, the three challenges, what went wrong? Well, the reason I went home was because I was the worst that week. Okay, fair I mean, enough. that's that's the reason I went home. So, like, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I'd sort of had a few problems at home. I don't want to go into details because it's not all my story to tell, if you can read between the lines. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just basically hadn't done didn't prep. Any, any, anywhere near enough work. And as anyone who's ever lived in the world knows, if you don't do the work, you can't really expect the result. That, you know, so it's... It's a great saying. Because yeah, you did look that week, you were like, I was like, he just, he looks like he wants to lose it this week. I felt <sighs> like you weren't there mentally. I was like... Yeah, okay, no, I, I knew that I wasn't prepared. And actually, I didn't tell you this, but when we do the brief for pastry week, I did a kulbiak, uh, you know, the thing, the fish thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I actually, initially, my initial recipe that I submitted was with a brioche around it and they literally the food team got back to me like Dan this is bread this isn't pastry you're going to have to redo it and so I sort of had to switch in the puff at the last minute and the design worked when I did it with the brioche because it was stiffer but then obviously when I did it with a puff pastry the whole thing just bloody collapsed so uh, it was just like it was a combination of like not being ready having to change the brief having had no sleep and it was just it was just a mess I mean it, it was a mess I mean, it, on, on one level, of course, when you're sitting there in judgment, you're just then going, please, God, just send home anyone else. You know, I don't <laughs> care. But it wouldn't if honestly, if I'd have been saved that week, as much as I would have loved to have been like, I feel like people would have rioted in the streets because I think you know, it was a it was a fair result. It was a, it was fair a result. fishy result. Very fishy. <laughs> we were kind of sitting here, and it was I was with Tamar that week, and I was who was on the bacon. Yeah, I heard you guys we making like, fun of my paint. Yeah. <laughs> we were saying like, okay, please don't spray paint it. Please, oh, okay, there we go. We sprayed it with a grit, but then there was nothing you could do. Like it was under, you'd underbaked it. You didn't have enough time because you're still doing the decoration of the scales. And you just didn't have time and that was the only way to cover up. Fair enough. Well, I you did. tried your best. I just thought, well, I'll do something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise <laughs> it would have been like pale pastry that was under... At least you tried. Yeah. If I could have gone back though... Yeah. What would you do differently? Well, to be honest, what I would have done... if Obviously, I could, other than prepare. Obviously. Is normally when you do a salmon could be shaped like a fish, you do it laying on its side... Oh, um, you know, just, and then it's just you basically just you know it's just a lump of dough and you know, a lump of filling and put the dough over it, and that's a lot easier to do. And what I should have done after I had the disastrous day one was just think, right, I'm going to scale this right back. I'm going to do like a fish lying on its side. I'll do it in like rough puff, so I don't have to. Do you, Did know, you make full puff? Yeah. Oh, you that, and Bryony. Yeah. <laughs> puff costs was, you your life. Yeah. Puff costs you your place. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. Yeah, but the thing is, I thought stupidly that i would get credit yeah. for trying something difficult yeah, and no, like I, I, I thought... my fish was like a really complicated shape mm. i'd done a really difficult pastry 
But unfortunately, if you don't, if you don't execute, yeah. And the, the and the thing is, this stuff doesn't happen in real life because you don't have these time pressures. You know, like if you've got a pie in the oven and it's still undercooked, you don't think, oh well, I'll have to take it out now. I guess. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Your so, guests are there, like, oh, I'm sorry, this is due at seven o'clock. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, like yeah, you, you can wait. wait twenty minutes. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's frustrating having to present something as good that you know is dreadful. But and did you I'm last just, longer than you thought? Like when you went in, were you like, if I make it past week four, well, I'm fine. When I initially went into the show, um, I genuinely thought if I could get to be Starbaker and make it more than halfway, that'd be that'd be brilliant. I'd be really happy with that. Um, obviously, you want to make the final, you want to win, but you think, you know, I could be happy with that. That's respectful. Incredible. You know. Yeah. Um, but then when we got into sort of week two, three, four, and I was doing really well, I started to think just for a second, like, <laughs> holy shit, like, I'm good at this. Like, you know, I you can, really were. I can I can do well in this. And uh yeah, it was kind of, it was frustrating because if I could have just spread my disasters out a little bit more thinly, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it could have still been there. It did all just happen in one. So what yeah. you obviously, you, because you made it to week six, you had a lot of moments. Favorite moment? Did you have a few, was your favorite moment maybe on and off camera? Was there something that happened off camera that we didn't see? Uh, I don't know, really. I mean, to be honest, just like, um, you know, sort of the the friendships and the experience. And one, obviously, when you're there for two whole days of filming, like, n- like none of it ends up in the show. You know, it's like the, you get sort of a snippet of two minutes of you on camera yeah. for like a whole week's work and two days slogging out, you know. <laughs> so there's so much that they don't see. But it's the, the camaraderie there is genuinely like really lovely. I mean, we're all desperate, you know, we'd stab each other in the back. The <laughs> week. But it's, but you know, it's sort of like, you're, you're all in it together. You're all going through the same experience. You've all worked really, really hard to be there. So even though that they're technically your competition, you do have a lot of respect for the other people who are there on the show with you. Okay. And do you have any plans post Bake Off yet? So it's just ended literally 20 minutes ago. Uh-huh. Where's your career going, Dan? What's your five-year plan? Oh, God. Um, so I'm sort of working on a book proposal at the moment, Ooh. which I'm not really going to talk about yet. That's fine. But um, yeah, no, I've got some ideas. I mean, obviously I didn't win, so a glittering TV career doesn't wait for me, sadly. Uh, you know what? But- <laughs> Don't, I wouldn't put yourself down on that. I think you had the personality. I would, I would hold out hope. Well, I haven't got it yet, so I mean, I'm I'm holding that hope too. But hey, both of us can hold that hope together. It's, I'll tell you genuinely, this is it's well, it's sad, but it's true. But you know, I've been a I haven't sort of worked outside of my house for like eight years, so this would have been like a really good opportunity for me to like do something that I really, really love. And it doesn't mean that it won't still be, but it's like that's what I was sort of ho- that's what I was hoping would happen going into it. So um, hopefully, we can still make something happen. I think it will. I think you don't be hard on yourself. Right, so Twitter, hotbed. You are a, a wow. If you don't follow Dan on Twitter, oh my goodness. Along with your like 1am rants of people that are mean about you, you're just generally really good on Twitter. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so if you hadn't seen Dan like got drunk one night and basically replied to everyone that was rude to him, which was fair enough. Yeah. People are really, what you've been showing yeah. me some of the messages, well, people are really rude to you on Twitter. They have been. I think one of the things, like I never really had social media before I was on Bake Off. You know, I sort of had a closed Facebook profile with 200 friends, you know, so I wasn't really into it. And one of the things you do, you sort of forget is that, okay, like 9 million people watch the show, but then there might be like 100 people sending you like horrible tweets and it's, 
But it's a very, very small percentage. But, you know, when you've had a few drinks and someone's like, oh, I think you're a twat, you're like, well, fuck you, buddy. Like, so, like, yeah, yeah. It's fair enough because it really yeah. riles you up. It, do, it does rile me up. I think, to be honest, the thing that really riles me up is when people, it's not so much when people don't like you, but like when people make assumptions or read into things that just are not true. And like, I, th- I find that really frustrating. I guess the difficulty is, is that editing might make you look so certain way. I remember when Ruby was having an issue with her chocolate ball and everyone was helping her and you weren't but you'd actually said that you'd given her some equipment like your freeze spray to help her secure her ball and like no one had shown that on the well no it just annoyed me that week because somebody was tweeting about how I was like didn't care about anyone else and you were like I literally they didn't show it but I literally helped the girl gave her equipment told her how she could fix her thing and everyone was like he hates Ruby and you're like oh shut up but they don't I mean there's a lot of helping that goes on like John helped me in week two they didn't show that um Manon came and helped me in week five. They didn't show that. You know, there's a lot of people helping each other out when they've got time. It's, okay. So it yeah. just doesn't get seen. Because this week on Twitter, yeah. other than people being rude to you, <laughs> people were upset about, but I'm calling it Barbecue Gate because Pittergate, whatever we're going to call it, yeah. cooking outside in the final peed off they were not happy about that i'm not surprised i'm not surprised which i thought was totally understandable because mm. it was the final it was a completely rogue decision by the producers who were obviously loving it when they came up with that idea like <laughs> yeah let's send them outside they, let's cause some drama well yeah well yeah i think one thing that has become obvious from taking part in the show is yes it's a baking show but it's also an entertainment show and they're obviously the producers want to create moments that people are going to talk about and obviously they have succeeded because twitter is talking about it yes. so like you can't i mean i understand why people are annoyed but you can't blame them for doing it because it did get people talking about the show so it was the most trending thing on twitter was worldwide it? tonight what? yeah how crazy is that? And then the other thing that people were tweeting about was the fact that Rahul won. They were up, they were they were upset about that. Mm. Or there at least Sarah, our producer, was just reading me out tweets of people that were really upset about Rahul winning. So it might have just been her being biased because she was not happy yeah. about that. She's shaking her head. Well, I think in the corner. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we'll skip past your thoughts on that, you know, because I don't want to get you in any trouble. <laughs> So I'm going to hit you with some questions, a quick little right. bit of bake-off knowledge. I think, I, I, I don't think these challenges are the most question. the questions are the most challenging. So I think you should be able to do it. Okay. Don't be looking at my screen. I'll see you looking. I there. can't see it. All right. The bat now, so man. we're going to do quick fire questions for Dan, just about the series of bake-off. Why am I opening, I'm opening my emails. I don't want to do that. We're going to ask him some quick fire questions and see if he can answer them. Okay. So answer them quickly. Yeah. Oh God, the pressure. Right, here we go. Who left week one? Imelda. Who was a star baker week one? Manon. Uh, what was the theme of the episode for week two? Cake. Who left in week three? Anthony. Who left in week four? Nobody. Who was Star Baker in week five? Kim Joy. Uh, what was the theme for week six? Pastry. Theme for week seven? Vegan. Star Baker for week eight? Ruby. Star Baker for week nine? Ruby. <gasps> Who won the technical challenge this week? Kim Joy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> You got every single one right. I did live through this experience. That shouldn't be too surprising. But still, <laughs> I am insanely impressed. You don't. By you that. don't know all of that stuff. No, I didn't know that. No, I honestly, I would have got a lot of that wrong. Uh, well, no. This is, as I say, like this is. You see it sort of for an hour on television. Like we lived this. You said from February, you basically you the, lived and breathed this. February, February, we found out. I, okay. I think it was February. 
I think, no, 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 no. How long no. do you have between finding out to then going actually into the tent to kind of practice? I believe, actually, I think we found out that we'd made it at the end of, middle of April, and then they started filming it at the very, no, did they start filming at the end of April? Yeah, I think they started filming at the end of April. I think we found it in February and they started filming at the end of April. I what think was it, phone right. call, email? It was a phone call. Did you, like... Talk me through that moment. Insane, like joy. Because you said you applied a few times, right? Well, yeah. So like a couple of years ago, I applied and um, they were just like, thanks, but no thanks. Um, you know, I took... I was, burn. <laughs> I know. Hashtag burn. Look at me now. Yeah. I was like, I got a cool backstory. They'll have me on. Sadly <laughs> not. Um, but um, yeah, so they, they sort of, you know, had uh, brought in some bakes and they were like, okay, we'll let you know. And then they never did. Um, last year, I got really, really super close and it, I think it was only when they were talking about um, like press attention and stuff. And then my husband was like, I'm not really sure if this is a good idea kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I did. I wasn't invited to take part last year. Um, but this year, yeah, I, I was sort of, because I got, I knew I was super close last year. Like I was sort of. Um, had the confidence. I Well, I didn't think I had it in the bag, um, but I thought. They like when I went back to reapply, they were like, I'm so glad you've come back. And oh. I was like, Woohoo! I think I'll get on this year then. Um, but um, yeah, I was, I thought it, they, it, I'd wait too long for the call and I wasn't going to get on. So I was, yeah, but I was delighted when I did get on, obviously. Yeah. Freaking out. And then did yeah. you have a real friendship that you built with one person in particular throughout the show? Um, John is my buddy. John, John, I got on with really, really well. Um, it's going to stay over my ass on Thursday night. Um, See? Yeah. Like, we genuinely we get on really, really well. Like, we just get each other's sense of humour. Like, I've got a very kind of, like, teasing sense of humour. And John just gets that. And and some people, other people have to be acclimatized to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, me and John got on really, really well. And I loved Kim Joy as well. I felt that friendship. I felt that friendship from, from the episodes. Yeah, I feel yeah, that. yeah, yeah. No, we genuinely got on really, really well. I love John. So spoon, fork, knife. Yeah. One of my favorite segments, which like I'm looking back on the 10 weeks now. I just got spoon, fork, knife so horribly wrong at the beginning because <laughs> I took the fork completely the wrong way. And it's like, it's only taken me nine weeks to finally figure out what the fork really should be. And what is the fork? Well, the fork could just be like something that a moment that you really love. Okay. Yeah. So let me, let me break it down again. Spoon, fork, knife segment on the show where we spoon a moment of the show or a person that we really liked and needed a little bit of reassurance. Fork, this is like something you really loved. Yeah. You want more of that. Or someone actually last week, Izzy forked someone back into the show. So she forked Manon back into the show because she thought she didn't deserve to go. So that was an interesting rogue decision. And the knife is someone, someone or some element of the show that you think should have been cut and just you didn't like it. So Spoon, like this is a... A um, moment of comfort maybe somebody needed or like something you kind of enjoyed about the show this week? Um, I would spoon Kim Joy because she just needed a hug. Uh, yeah. And I did go and, well, after, you know, I did go and give her a big hug when it was announced because she was, she was my winner. She was crushed. You could kind of see it. And she knew before when they went up that she'd lost. Yeah. She, well, she said to me, she said to me, I sort of said, do you think you've done it? Do you think you've done it? And she was like, no, nah, I rules one. Like she, she knew, she, <laughs> she, she knew, she, she knew what well, the thing is, you only see a little bit of the feedback on television. Like the, how long is the feedback? Oh God. Like in the first week, judging used to take about two hours for the final 
to the final like, one. So the they're giving like 10 minutes of feedback. A, I mean, they sometimes they have to reset shots and go over, over the audio, but it's, they they will literally they'll say like they'll spend two min, two or three minutes maybe critiquing what you've done, and sometimes all the sometimes the feedback that goes into the show doesn't feel like it matched the feedback that was like for example week two uh, cake week my showstopper actually got quite a lot of negative feedback what did they say because uh, I remember your cake yeah, looked pretty yeah, yeah. damn good it, it, yeah the feedback that was got on the show was all very positive but actually in real life they're like oh the, it's too like rich it's too glue bit the cake is a bit gluey it's uh oh yeah 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 so, so you don't see all the feedback um, but I mean, I'm glad they left out some of the feedback from Pastry Week because <laughs> Jesus Christ, it my soul. So you spooned Kim Joy because yeah. she was in a little bit of a need. And I loved Kim Joy. Kim Joy is genuinely, like when I first met Kim Joy, I was a little bit like, oh God, here we go, kind of thing. Yeah, she's, a bit she's, eccentric. She's, she's, she's so wonderfully weird, but you're just kind of like, is this an affectation? Is this, do you know what I mean? Um, but she's just, she is as you see her. She's a lovely, lovely girl. And she really just wants other people to be happy. Like she just wants the world to be full of rainbows and unicorns. You, you can't be really genuinely get that. Like a yeah, very yeah, genuine yeah. person. Yeah. I feel she's that. a real sweetheart. So I would spoon Kim Joy. See, I'm going to spoon myself because this is the last <laughs> episode of Bake Fun Dress and I need a little <laughs> You're comforting. A bit yeah. Yourself, yeah. I'm like yeah. upset that I don't get to record this podcast anymore. Aww. So I'm spooning myself just FYI. Thanks guys. <laughs> uh, Fork. So someone, someone that you really, I don't know, or some element of the show that you really loved. Um, I forked you like four times, by the way, Bless I think. Bless you, sir. Bless you, sir. <laughs> so polite. I okay, so that. one element you would fork. Um, if I if I could, actually, if I could fork someone back into the competition. Oh, okay. Um, you. <laughs> well, obviously me. I mean, that would be my first choice, but uh, <laughs> I think we've had enough of that now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the, the guys who left... I, I was going to pick one of them, but I don't think I will. The guys who went home in the first three weeks, um, Imelda, Luke and Anthony, I just feel like th they didn't get a fair chance to... Not a fair trial. Yeah, because... And also, especially when there's so many people in the competition, you just see like a, you know, a flash of each person. Mm -hmm. And they everybody who went into that tent did so much work before they even set, set foot through the door. And it's kind of... It's really harsh that people have to get cut so soon. I feel like they should have a bit of a, a you know, maybe the first week should just be like, ah, we won't send anyone We're just this is a warm-up. Yeah, it's just a warm-up. Yeah. Okay, so you fork them back. And anyone you, anything you need to knife from this week's show? Because I'm knifing that bloody barbecue set they had to do, whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't thrilled with that. From this episode, definitely, I was like, that's not a, whatever. yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, to be honest... When I got the initial brief of the biscuit selfie, I was like, what the hell? Was it a prawn or was it a weenus? What was it? Or a baby? It what was, was a it? baby wrapped in a blanket. Looks like a weenus. It did not. You're a pervert. <laughs> you see what you want to see. I think, I mean, I thought Paul was pretty quick-witted saying it looked like a prawn. Like, I was like, doesn't look like a prawn, Paul. Anyways, if you haven't I listened to... I think you to need to go to the doctor, Matt. <laughs> I've got glasses on, actually. <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode of Baker Fun Dress, we talk about prawn or baby, which is all about you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It was a good way to introduce myself, wasn't it? Exactly. So, yeah, we've knifed that from the show. But, Dan, as much as I've... Oh, Dan, by the way, brought in some Chelsea buns, which from what week? What did you? What week did week you make them three, in? That was my week three. Week three. Oh, my goodness. Oh, is that recipe somewhere? 
It's on the Bacon website. Because yeah. he brought in his Chelsea buns. Well, you made me feel guilty about it. Yeah, you I were did. like, are you going to bring some in? And I was like, well, hadn't planned on it. But well, that's I, I, brought in a, I brought in a cake, which well, it was good. I wasn't, I'm not loving the outside buttercream, but it looked bloody brilliant. The isomalt shard and the layers. Can yeah, we just appreciate it? It tasted the delicious. Yeah. And, and your ice malt technique, I'll be stealing that yeah. and using that. And that it's also slaying cool. it on Insta. If you haven't checked me out on Instagram, oh, it's doing yeah. real good on Instagram right now. <laughs> Just a little plug there for me. But Dan, life, I would love to keep you here all night and chat about Bake Off, but I have to love you and leave you. And thank you for coming on the podcast. And also I want to find out where people can, because, you know, we just heard about your post Bake Off career. Where can we follow you in case that we don't follow you already? Um, I have joined the world of Instagram and Twitter. Twitter, I think, is D Beasley Harling and Instagram is Dan Beasley Harling. Couldn't get my whole name on Twitter. Someone um, stole it. No, there's not enough characters. It's just not enough characters. You're too that double barrel. I know. It's confusing for everybody. Like, I never had a problem with Beasley, and now I'm Beasley Harling. People are like, what? What is that? It is. I love a good double barrel. Yeah. It makes me sound a lot more pretentious than I actually am. Which can be handy. <laughs> the sass. The Dan has a lot of sass, which I love. But I also have some other thank you to dish out because I start this podcast 10 weeks ago, basically just turning up to a room with lots of lovely people and kind of nervously recording a podcast. But there are a lot of people around me that have helped set up this podcast. Um, Colm, who is our editor, who I'm looking across from now, who worked tirelessly into the night. I think the first night we ever made this, he was here till like 1am editing. Now he does it in like two minutes. So I don't really need to thank him as much, but for that one week that he did stay late. Thank you, Colm, for doing all of that. Sarah, who comes here every single week and just week and trolls the internet and finds the best tidbits of information and funny quotes and tweets and is just a strategic vision that we love. Thank you, Sarah. And of course, the wonderful Katie, who is here looking good and green and who set up this whole thing and Spirit Media, who have been hosting us and Peter Cowley for making all of this possible. You guys have been a pleasure to work with. But this, guys, does not mean the end of Bake Off Undressed, okay? This is what I'm excited to announce. So even though Bake Off is ending, there will be a new form of Bake Off Undressed, a new form of the Topless Baker podcast coming soon. We just need to kind of tweak it and figure out a little bit. So stay tuned. Please make sure you are subscribed because when that new series and format comes out, you will get notified about it. So please, please, please subscribe and give us give us a rating because, you know, I want to ask for ratings one more time. Five stars because you know I love it. And Dan, thank you again for coming on. Pleasure. It was an absolute pleasure to finally meet you. Oh, this was a dream come true. <laughs> and guys, last time, hashtag Bake Undress. Tweet me one more time because you're never going to have to tweet it again. And I will see you soon for some kind of form of a baking podcast which we're not quite sure yet but i will see you soon right see you later guys bye This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,